This podcast is a member of WGPRN, WildGamesProductions.com. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Darkling Podcast, episode number three. I am your host, Vince, along with my trusty sidekick, Mark. Mark, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Vince. Fantastic on this uh, fine autumn evening. Yeah, temperatures are dropping down, getting chilly, and uh, mm-hmm. it's better than those hot summer days. So, Halloween approaching, hard and fast. That's right. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of us, which a lot of people have been figuring out lately because they've been going on the website, uh, you can go to darkerdays.tk. Um, sorry, darkerdays.tk. Or uh, wildgamesproductions.com. Or you can email us at uh, darkerdaysradio at gmail.com. Or um, you can follow us on our our radio network Twitter page at WGPRN. And that's on Twitter, you'll find that. Or you can follow me, AluCardD20, on Twitter. And I think that's everything. Mark, did I leave anything out? Just Facebook. We have a new oh. Facebook page that just started a couple of days ago, and you can follow all the latest news and updates there and get involved in our slowly growing fan community. And you can just, if you just do a search for Darker Days Radio in Facebook, it'll pop right up. And there we are. Excellent. You join that fan page and post away, and uh, it's nice to see some faces on some people from the forums. You get to see what Mark and I look like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Mark, it looks like you, your picture was caught in candid there for a second. That's me on Antigua. That's the beach I learned to swim on, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the dark- <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, all right, see you guys later. No. Uh, the Darkling <laughs> Podcast, back to that. Uh, it's a small podcast we do biweekly uh, opposing the uh, Darker Days podcast. And it's supposed to spotlight uh, community projects or someone sends in a segment about something they're doing. We'll play it. And then we'll just discuss and chat about it. So if you want to submit something, send it through the email. Today we have uh, Scott, Mr. Uh, Shandor, Evo Shandor. Is that how I pronounce it there? Scott? Uh, it's Evo, uh, Evo Shandor. Evo Shandor from the White Wolf forums as well as our forums as well. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. He is uh, the author of uh, a supplement he had, it took you like three years, I think you said, of Demon the Return? Uh, yeah, off and on for over three years. <laughs> cool. In case you're not aware of it, uh, it pretty much he took Demon the Fallen and added his own twist to it and uh, made it into the New World of Darkness system and called it Demon cool. the Return. So basically what we want to know about this is can you explain a little bit about Demon the Return for someone who's never heard about it before? Oh, yeah, sure. Demon the Return is... Well, obviously, it's a remake of Demon the Fallen in such a way that uh, works in the New World of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Mainly, it's a way of playing these elder gods that uh, have uh, been exiled to Hell or the Abyss or what have you, and uh, have now uh, come back. Right. So, in, in, in general th- uh, concept, it's fairly similar to Demon the Fallen in that you, you play exiled entities who've returned to the material world. But um, in, the, in the PDF, which is uh, downloadable uh, from your site, you make it clear in the introduction that you've stepped away from the 
the uh, canonical description from Demon the Fallen that these were uh, literally fallen angels exiled to an abyss. And you've kind of blurred the background a little bit in keeping with the more toolkitty, uh, less cut and dried approach of the New World of Darkness. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. Um, so what would you say, apart from that, makes it different from Demon the Fallen or other World of Darkness games? What's its, its standout, unique selling point, do you think? A uh, unique selling point, uh, I guess that would be uh, what I call the modus, which is the mm. explat, the you know the types of demons. Uh, the Hello? different uh, it made it a lot different. I guess we're having some technical difficulties. That sounds like it to me. Uh, I thought know. We can hear you now. Okay. It's the weird uh, chicken syndrome. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought only Mark came down with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's infectious, didn't I tell you? <laughs> Internet communicable. Yeah. yeah. So you were just explaining uh, the modus. Yeah, the modus uh, are just different methods of return that, uh, that uh, what I like to call the daemon, no, not a demon itself, but the daemon, which is spelled differently, and it's it's got some old mythological... Uh, history to it that's basically the possessing entity right correct the returning entity yeah um pretty much they like they uh find a way to return back to the mortal world but they have to give up almost everything that they were you know they used to be either a god or just a powerful entity maybe they were worshipped as a god but weren't really a god uh but pretty much a powerful entity was in exile somehow and found a way to return but it involved pretty much giving up every bit of power or identity of itself just to come back. And the modus are the different methods they have of returning. They can find a uh, human host that's willing to merge with them. They can find a dead body. They can find somebody that just died and actually bring it back to life. Um, Demon the Fallen actually had methods similar to that, but uh, they never really went into detail on it. They just said, however the demon comes back is how the demon comes back. Right, and you've covered a good half a dozen of these in Demon the Return, hmm. including a Hellraiser-style puzzle boxes, which I just <laughs> thought was fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, so, in fact, you, if you wanted to play just a, a straight recreation of Demon the Fallen using all the lore and background from that game you know maybe you want to convert your Demon the Fallen Chronicle into Demon the Return I mean you can do that right? Oh uh, yes. Uh, it's totally cross compatible Yes completely pretty much you can say that uh, they've returned any certain way and uh, all the powers I tried to keep the powers pretty close to the same obviously yeah. there's some differences and uh, the the houses are uh, like the old factions, so it, it brings, you know, I've even used some old faction names. I've tried to stay away from, like, the Luciferians, I believe mm-hmm. it was the uh, uh, ones that followed Lucifer and wanted to find him. I got rid of that as a name and came back with uh, uh, the adversaries. Cool. But that was just to try to get away from the the religious uh, Christian overtones. Right. Right. So, so now the demon, the, the, the lore and mythology of Demon the Fallen now is only actually now one small part of the larger setting you've created with Demon the Return. Yes. 
Okay. And then you mentioned it took you on and off for like three years? Yes. Uh, pretty much, uh, I won't say I had ADD on it, but uh, <laughs> there were times where I would work for hours and hours on end just writing thousands of words. And then there would be months go by where I wouldn't even open up the document to look at. But, no. but uh, yeah, it's, it's the unfortunate thing of not getting paid to do it and uh, just being a path, just something you do for fun when you got time. Sure, exactly. Well, we don't know what that's like. So I think um, a question a lot of people were probably thinking in their heads is what was the, like one of the main challenges you had when writing up just motivation or just – you just needed the time, or it just wasn't coming to you. Writer's block. What was your, you know, main challenge in making this project happen? Uh, yeah, mo- uh, I wouldn't say motivation is finding the time. I mean, usually, you're pretty busy, normal day job, and then you want to unwind when you get home. You don't feel like I sit in front of a computer all day, so I don't feel like sitting in front of a computer again to yeah. work yeah. on my game. Well, you, you know, just I, do like work. one of the reasons I game is to get away from all that. Exactly. I hear you. So you didn't find any any real stumbling blocks as far as the mechanics of the system goes? Uh, that that came fairly smoothly. Did you think? So there's big deal when you're going from the old system to the new system, trying to uh, tone things down because that's the way the new system kind of went when. When New Vampire came out, everybody said, "Oh, the powers are a lot weaker." It's pretty much everybody uh, knows that the New World of Darkness, or at least they believe the New World of Darkness uh, characters are a little less powerful than the old World of Darkness characters. So I had to do that, the same thing with my new demons. So you felt like you needed to dial it back a little bit across the board? Yeah, so even though they were uh, you know, very powerful entities to begin with, when they uh, found a host uh, and returned, they were nearly a fraction of what they used to be. So it made a lot of sense it fits in yeah yeah, yeah. okay um now it, it's clear that with the new world of darkness there is to date no official demon game right. um however we've we've had world of darkness inferno um so what would you say would be the, the main reason for example for someone to want to download and play uh, your game as opposed to uh, using inferno or geist for that matter that's well, true Matt, uh, it, yeah yeah, Sorry, carry on. Geist is a very good game as well. Uh, well, unfortunately, my stuff came out uh, first, so I didn't get a chance to see all this stuff while I was <laughs> Um Inferno, I've played it. I loved it. Um, I've even uh, created a uh, add-on, or not add-on, uh, update to Demon that I'm going to call the Infernalized version that actually has Demon the Inferno incorporated into it. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Um, I've just pretty much I'm changing the way the some of the uh, av- kind of avatar like powers work to match up. You know, you've got the three levels and right, but all the, also, all the normal powers will work the same. And they added the mode eye of how the possessed work. But uh, reason to use mine instead of Inferno would be it's an expansion. It's uh, it's something that it's like getting one portion of a meal instead of the full course, the oh. way I see it. Mine covers a lot more ways of doing it. It's like how I consider the new Inferno 
or the purified of the immortals to be kind of a mid-level template. They're not any less powerful than one of the major templates, but you've got a lot more options with a major template. Right. Right. And you have the added bonus, as we mentioned just now, of being able to use this as a, as a way of converting your old demon material over to the new system, which Inferno doesn't really do. So, Yes. Uh, Inferno is, uh, is a great game for being able to play a little, uh, character for a, li- for a while, but uh, I've never been able to play it for too long. And it didn't uh, cover all the demon, the fallen... Uh, information the way I would have liked. Right. When it right. came out, I was crossing my fingers. Uh, I was worried when it was coming out. I was like, "Oh, is this going to throw away? Make me throw away everything I've done?" So, <laughs> so or am I just going to be disappointed in it? And I was, I was happy and a little disappointed, mm. just because they didn't expand upon it as much as I'd like. Okay. Well, I think a, a question I, I want to know is, since you've been uh, writing, so you, you get the supplement all done, Demon Returns done, you put the last words in, you edit it, you're all happy, you put what you want in it. Do you go print it and put it on a shelf and look at it and go, wow, there's my book, or go blue press and have it printed? What did you, How did you feel after you completed the book, and what did you do? Well, the version that I released uh, back in October last year that was pretty much uh, a point in my life where I was just ready to be done with it because I had been <laughs> been working on it for over three years and decided, you know, I think I can release it. There's a lot of stuff that people are going to look at and say, hey, this needs some more work or we could use some added stuff in here. But, uh, yeah, I, I printed it out and I started playing it as much as I could, you know, if you know, my game group wasn't always wanting to play it, but uh, whenever I got the chance, you know, I would throw it in. Uh, every time I would run, pretty much there'd be a demon involved. <laughs> That's good. Well, I mean, with playtesting comes uh, comes the kind of feedback that you can then fold back into the document longer term. Hmm. Yes, I actually had to uh, rely on other playtesters a lot more just because my gaming group, uh, didn't get together as often as they used to, and they're a little reluctant to take new stuff in. You know, if it's not an official book, it was a they're a little reluctant. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, go ahead, Mark. Sorry, Karen. No, okay. I just wanted to know one of the things I was looking at at the back, uh, the antagonist section. Um, I, I really liked the the concept of uh, Legion. And I thought that was uh, was really kind of interesting. Maybe you could describe a little bit about where your inspiration for the Legion idea came from. Oh, Legion! Well, that was a, I that was a little bit of where, you know, we are Legion. You know, for we yeah. are many. You know that great quote. Uh, yeah. Pretty much that idea of one entity splitting himself up into many hosts. And uh, just because that you know that was an easy way of doing it, and they all kind of shared some kind of hive mind, uh, it stemmed back from times I had played uh, so Specters and Wraith. Oh yeah, uh, cool. I, I liked the hive mind that they had, and I even uh, times I had uh, read. Uh, I've never played them, but the old Highlander for the old system old fan-based Highlander, uh, not the new Immortal one put put out recently. Mm. But uh, mm-hmm. the old one, 
I uh, had a version where everyone was kind of a shard of one being, and that's why they went after each other to absorb everyone's power. Because they were just building themselves back up to their original uh, power. You know, taking all the shards and putting them back together into one piece. Hmm. So cool. just the idea of the one being would be split up amongst many kind of made me, you know, grin, you know, in a maniacal kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the, uh, the section on pantheons, which I think really, uh, I mean, it's only in the, in the version that's freely for download at the moment, it's only two or three pages, but that's something that I could really see being fleshed out by, you know, either in a future version of the game or by a really creative storyteller. Um, for the listeners, essentially that pantheons are, uh, they're a sort of extra added level of background for the uh, for the demons, um, angelic choirs, more chthonic entities, uh, uh, Norwegian aspects, uh, the, the jinn, you know, real kind of nice little cultural modifications you can place on the on the core game. So I thought that was a really cool touch too. Yeah, I, I started those just to give ideas on pantheon ideas. I, I was originally going to do something pretty cheesy and say, hey, here's a werewolf pantheon, here's a vampire pantheon, but. Uh, you know, people can do that, but I decided against it. Just, you know, I, I was thinking I'd give them an idea of, uh, all right, these demons were really the origin, or at least they say they are the origin of the vampires. But uh, the pantheons were just a way for everybody to be able to add in their own ideas to expand a, what the demon was. You know, you could have a succubus, you could have. Uh, dragon-like creature, you know, anything that actually was believed to exist, you know, because they gained faith from belief. Yeah. Anything that was believed to exist, you could, they could become, and they just reshaped themselves to match the world's viewpoint on that. Yeah, well, even though it's only, like I said, only touched on in a few pages, I thought it was one of the, the strongest ideas in the uh, in the supplement. That's very, very interesting. I'm um, I've, uh, expand, I'm expanding upon it, but yeah, it, it wasn't very much. It was only a few pages. Mm, that's nice, though. Um, what, one last thing from me: uh, the character sheet is that one of Mister Gon's uh, creations? There, actually, I made that one myself. Oh, the one that's in the back of the book. Yeah, that was all done yeah. with uh, an old version of Adobe Photoshop. Excellent. Looks looks great. <laughs> well, looks really nice. I think I'm going to dip into the Beckett bucket and pull out a question that he normally asks because uh, a lot of people be interested. What do you what do you do to get in the mood for writing? Uh, I usually ask that question. Do you listen to some music? Do you play basketball? What do you do? Um, to get in the mood for writing, a lot of times I'll watch movies and and just uh, skipping through them. I don't have to like sit down and watch the whole thing. I'll skip through chapters and you know catch my favorite parts, things that are you know remind me of the world of darkness. Mm. in some way and you know just give me ideas I'll, I've got a large collection so it's something I'll randomly pick one and just start watching it and something will give me an idea and I'll just go with it from there hmm. aren't you also the author of the NPC repository also, as well yes I started that up because I thought uh, people could use a place to uh, get NPCs from you know get a nice backstory. And I also use it to actually store my characters that I create 
and I figured other people could store their characters if they show up to a game and they don't have their character sheet with them, they could always go online and print it off. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so how could we contact you or get a hold of you, uh, and what's your website? Um, well, uh, I can be reached many different ways. Uh, my website, uh, I've got a couple of them. One of them for uh, Demon the Return is uh, just demontherreturn.wiki.com. Um, my uh, main website I'm going with right now is Evo's Workshop. That's E V O S workshop.wiki.com. Um, I can also, I've got, I can be reached on the forums, Evo Shandor. I'm the only one that I know of on your forums as well. Do you have an email address that you use that you give out or no? Oh uh, yeah, I can give it out. It's uh, Evo Shandor at sbcglobal.net. That's sbcglobal.net. Cool. I'm sorry, I had to put in a pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Biting off Mark. Okay, thank you for joining us. Uh, that's Demon the Return. You can download it uh, through his website, or you can contact him through his email. And uh, you can contact us, darkerdays.tk, and our email address, Mark? Darkerdaysradio at gmail.com. Where's my pause? You'll have to wait till the next show. <sighs> Speaking of the next show... Mark, <laughs> do we uh, want to reveal what's going to happen for Darker Days number 13, or are we just going to leave it at that? Oh, uh, 13, unlucky for some, but certainly not unlucky for our guests. Um, well, and uh, that's right, you, heard, you heard it, guests. guests in the plural. Did you say guests? I did, I said guests. Is Oh, wow. Who are they yeah. going to... Well, we're not going to tell you who they're going to be. No, we're not. It's going to be a Halloween special, the like of which you've never seen before on Ducker Days Radio. Uh, not least because it's our first one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. You can uh, contact Radio at gmail.com, darkerdays.tk. And thanks for listening. This has been the Darkling Podcast, episode number three.